your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, your favorite duo, and we're here to tell you that you need to help your local businesses, whether they are your local corner stores, coffee spots, favorite shops, just local businesses in general. Your local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community, but right now more than ever, you guys know this, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with contactless Visa to help support your local community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, the official partner of the NFL. We're 24 hours removed from the Bill O'Brien firing. We've gotten our, uh, we've gotten our first initial feelings and reviews and you know emotions out of the way but now we have to look towards to we still have 12 games left if the NFL season even continues and and so we have to prepare ourselves for Jacksonville right we have to prepare ourselves to really try to make something literally out of nothing right now. When I say nothing, I mean no wins. And we have to try to make something out of that to improve uh, where this team is and where they can possibly end when this season is over with. So today we're going to talk about a couple of things. We want to talk about uh, Tim Kelly, right? We want to talk about what he can possibly show, not only this franchise fan base, but, you know, the players. And, you know, I, I doubt that if they bring in a new GM and a new head coach, I doubt he'll still be around. And so I want to see what he can fuel this team with in order to prove what he can do in this league. We're going to talk about Romeo Cornell, of course. He will be the interim GM, sorry, the interim head coach. And also the GM search. And I just, I think it's very important to kind of discuss some of the possibilities of GMs that are out there right now. So those are the three topics we're going to discuss today. I cannot wait to dive in each and every topic. Uh, and we're just so happy to have you guys back listening to Locked On Texans, you know, your daily Texas podcast news update where you can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Cody, you want to go ahead and kick it off with what Tim Kelly is bringing to this team? Yes, sir, or what Tim Kelly is finally able to bring to the team. We all know ever since the season started, you and I have been saying it, Deshaun Watson himself even said it, you know, nobody really seen a difference in the offense when Bill O'Brien supposedly handed the play calling duties over to Tim Kelly. And one of the big things that you and I and everyone have been talking about is the lack of the Texans offense, which seems to put a some type of limitation, put a handcuff on Deshaun Watson. And with Bill O'Brien removed, Romeo Cornell has already came out and said that Tim Kelly will be the official offensive coordinator. He will be the official play caller of the Houston Texans, which means this offense will be in the hands of Tim Kelly finally. So I'm going to go into Sunday's game and see, will we see a difference in a potential change between Tim Kelly's offense and Bill O'Brien's offense. And two, I'm wondering if we, we have 12 games remaining, as you said, and 
if Tim Kelly create an offense or let's say establish an offense that you can start seeing the full potential of Deshaun Watson, possibly like we never seen here in the city of Houston. I'm also wondering if he does a good job beyond of the record that the Texans going to end this season with. If he does a good job, unlock Deshaun Watson and put this team in the standpoint of when you go back and look at the 12 remaining games, starting with Jacksonville on Sunday, and you realize that the Texans possibly could have a top tier offense. I'm wondering, will that open the door for Tim Kelly to become the next head coach of the Houston Texans? Because at the end of the day, regardless of who they bring in, it needs to be a guy that Deshaun Watson is, is very excited, very eager to play for, who is able to create an offense that is going to let Deshaun Watson cook. And, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm bringing this up now because I remember going into this season, Deshaun Watson doing training camp always talked about how excited he was to have Tim Kelly on the sideline calling plays as his offensive coordinator. And he talked about how excited he was just to have the opportunity to go out there and do things that he always dreamed of doing with the Houston Texans. The first four games, it did not happen. But the guy who was running the show, he's gone. Now Deshaun Watson, Tim Kelly has an opportunity to demonstrate what they were cooking up during training camp that had Deshaun Watson really excited heading into this new season. Yeah, you know, I think that's the the best thing for Tim Kelly to do is reestablish the excitement, trust, and faith with his quarterback, right? Give your quarterback, your star quarterback who just received a lot of money, you know, give him something to look forward to to end off this season. They have to go up against Jacksonville on Sunday. Then you move forward and look at the rest of their schedule. And it's not necessarily that they cannot win some games. And, and on top of that, it's not like the team, like the Tennessee Titans or the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Colts, the rest of the AFC South can't lose games. But, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, and I'll be firm on this, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't think they'll make a playoff push. But for Tim Kelly, it is important for him to reestablish some of the excitement and, and joy in Deshaun Watson, which is, you know, was missing. It was very missing. You know, you would look at Deshaun Watson on the sideline. He wasn't smiling. He wasn't having no fun out there. And the joy of the game seemed to be taken away from him. Now, specifically with what Tim Kelly can do in order to get that back, it's just utilize everybody. And the first challenge I'll have for him is, please, by all means, get Kiki QT back on the field, right? I mean, there was there was no reason for him to be healthy scratches the way he was a healthy scratch. I mean, we know why he was a healthy scratch. There was an issue in beef with Bill O'Brien, but he's gone now, good riddance. And so this offense, in order to be explosive, you have to really utilize all of your X-factor players. And Kiki QT is possibly one of those. Um, and and, and I want to see how he's going to call plays and how he's going to scheme. I know in this league, it's impossible to not, run the ball at all not that you're not good at it but you're gonna run the ball at some point in this league some of the greatest passing offenses we've seen has had stellar running backs and they've gotten the ball and what i want to see from him is if you're going to choose to run the ball scheme it to where you are allowing 
your offense to win because they're just at a spot quicker. The, they know the play that the defense doesn't and they're executing it and it's coming without much work. It's not simple. It plays to your hand more so than it plays to the hand of the defense trying to stop it. And that's what we've seen through the first four weeks. We've seen uh, a fake motion, not a fake motion, but we've seen a motion just for the running back to go straight up the A gap. A halfback ISO. We've seen that. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna live with Duke Duke and David Johnson, which you have to live with David Johnson, you are paying him a lot of money this year. You also, you know, you prefer not Tim Kelly, but the Texans preferred him, the previous GM preferred him in that trade with DeAndre Hopkins, got him from Arizona. You might as well see what, what you can really do with him if you put him in winning positions. And I don't think Duke Johnson, I'm sorry, I don't think David Johnson has been in a winning position. I don't think he's been in winning situations. I think he's been in a dead place looking at how they utilize him. So I want to see how Tim Kelly utilizes David Johnson. Also, how will he get Brandon Cooks more involved, more consistently, and Kenny Steals? And also, Kiki QT is a guy that I want to see on the field. Whether you want to use him in some jet sweeps, whether you want to use him in a passing game, get him on special teams, on kickoff returns, maybe some punt returns. Because, you know, you mentioned how, Cody, you've mentioned early on uh, in this year how in, in his first game he had over 100 yards off eight catches or something along those lines. And that shows he has some type of talent. It also shows that we haven't really seen him be dynamic consistently since that day. Why? Right, we know why he's fell into a doghouse. He ran wrong routes, but he's a player that sometimes you cannot just have him stick directly to the script. You got to freestyle a little bit with him. You got to let him go out there and play some football. You have to do the same thing with your quarterback. So ultimately, I want to see a playbook opened. I don't want to see vanilla. I don't want to see predictable. I don't want to end this season by saying, well, there was never a difference between Tim Kelly and Bill O'Brien's offense. And that was my question since he was awarded the play calling duty. And through the first four weeks, I felt maybe he was just taking that name role and not the full role, or maybe he was still handicapped or handcuffed by Bill O'Brien, but there's no more excuse. See what you can do with this offense. And the thing about it is, if Kelly goes out there and this offense who has yet to score 30 points, if they go out there and they get the scoring and the ball gets really rolling and they're moving fast, they're winning situational downs, if they're going out there and doing that, then you know what, Kelly? You may have a role on this team next year or moving forward on another team. You can possibly brighten your future. And it might be a future that does not involve Dabo Sweeney. On yesterday, Dabo came out and said he has not talked to Deshaun Watson and he has no desire of taking over the Houston Texans head coaching position. And I just wanted to throw that out there really quick because, of course, his name was at the top of nearly everyone's list when you started talking about who can take over as the head coach of the Houston Texans moving forward. However, as of right now, it does not matter who the Houston Texans hire right now. We still have a season we have to get through which means Romeo Cornell, his coaching staff, we got some things we want to see from you guys moving forward. I told you guys about Bill Bar, how great Bill Bar is, but also left out some very important details that you need to know. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six new flavors, which includes my favorite, the caramel brownie, along with the cookies and cream. My grandmother loves that one. 
They still have the 12 original flavors, the raspberry, the German chocolate, along with the peanut butter. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft, and easy to chew. And this is for the healthy, conscious guy like myself who wants to lose weight but doesn't want to give up a lot of the sweets, right? You can lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and great for a keto diet. And here's another thing Bill Bar is doing for their customers right now. You get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last, which is only for a few weeks or so. So, so go ahead and hop on that right now. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and Locked On Texans, Cody Davis, Johnson, Sports Guy Hickman. As mentioned before, the news of Bill O'Brien firing has a lot of people reflecting on the past, like what went wrong? Why was he let go? Was it just due to the slow start? And at the same time, everyone is talking about what's next for the Houston Texans. Who's going to be the next head coach? Who's going to be the, the, the next GM? What does this mean for Deshaun Watson and especially J.J. Watt? But at the end of the day, like John said in the first segment, we still have a 2020 season we need to get through. And that starts on Sunday inside NRG Stadium against the Jacksonville Jaguars as the Houston Texans try to get their first win of the season. And with Romeo Cannell, who is on Sunday going to break a record as the oldest coach in NFL history at the age of 73, with Romeo Cannell and his coaching staff, things are going to be a hell of a lot different than what we have became accustomed to over the past couple of years under Bill O'Brien. However, change can be good and change is needed. And with that being said, John and myself, we have a couple of things we would like to see from Romeo Cannell and his coaching staff for not just on Sunday, but the remainder of the season. And John, my biggest thing is when you talk about moving on from the Bill O'Brien era and you talk about what can this season mean? I would like to see Romeo Cannell and his coaching staff play his younger guys a hell of a lot more. Starting with the defensive side of the ball, I want to see Jacob Martin get a lot more playing time now that Bill O'Brien is gone. And I say that because when O'Brien was here, he did not get that much playing time, but the time that he was out there on the field, he showcased the potential that he could be a valuable player for the Houston Texans moving forward. For the majority of the 2019 season, he was on the sideline. J.J. Watt get hurt in the second half of the season. The man showed what he can do. Matter of fact, in the final five games of the regular season, he recorded three and a half sacks and seven quarterback hits. And what makes me a little bit more frustrated about Martin not being out there on the field really doesn't make sense the lack of playing time that Martin got. Because remember, in the very first game against the Kansas City Chiefs, he looked really, really good. He got a sack, but for some reason, through the first four games of this season, this guy has only played in 35% of the defensive snaps so far. I did not understand that. I want to see more of Jacob Martin couple other guys I would like to see, of course, I want to see the Texans play their rookies, especially Ross Blacklock and Jonathan Grenard. When they got drafted, I call these guys the future cornerstone of this organization on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm still sticking by that. They say experience is the best teacher in Blacklock and Grenard needs experience in order to live up to the expectation that they came into this franchise with. And... I understand that both of them, you know, Jonathan Gennard, he was going through his little injury problems and Ross Blacklock had that little stupid foolishness that he pulled off that basically got him suspended for a week. But I'm kind of glad that Bill O'Brien is gone because 
I could already tell that those two guys were going to be put in Bill O'Brien's doghouse. Now that he's gone, they have an opportunity to go out there on the field and get the experience that they need. Blacklock only played in 18% of the defensive snaps. Grenard, he just made his NFL debut on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. Both of these guys has the potential to be great in this league. Why not play them? On the offensive end, I want to see Isaiah Coulter, mainly as a kickoff returner, because look, John, I am tired of DeAndre Carter. And it's about time for the Texans to make a change with their special team. The last time the Texans scored a touchdown on the kickoff return came during the 2018 season scored by Elford Blue. The last time that they scored a touchdown on a punt return came from Will Fuller as a rookie during 2016. It is time for them to make some kind of change at special team. Going back to his draft combine, he ran a, either a 4-3 or a 4-4. I can't remember which one it was, but this guy is fast. They need to, once again, they need to make a change at special team. Why not let Isaiah Coulter get out there and get some reps in? Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of questions surrounding what can the Houston Texans do to save their season? Look, a successful season sometimes isn't going out winning a championship, going out having a really good postseason run. Sometimes it's just making sure that you get your young guys the experience that they need in order to become more valuable in the long run for your organization. Yeah, when we look at what Romeo Cannell can bring to this team, I mean, he has been in the NFL for a very long time. And I, I want him to apply everything he's seen throughout this league to this team. The chance that he's going to be here next year, I think he actually retires from football after this year. The chance that any of these guys on this coaching staff will be here next year is up in the air because we just don't know what the new GM or head coach would actually want if they decide to bring in somebody from the outside instead of promoting within, which I think they should. But I, I just want Romeo Cornell to not handcuff anybody on this coaching staff. Don't limit them. Give them the opportunity to be who they are, establish their own identity and what they want to do for this team. Because like I said, there's not no guarantee that they will be here next year. So if I'm a coach, whether I'm the OCDC, a positional coach, hell, I could be the water boy. I'm doing everything that's best for me. And if I feel like what's best for me is going to help out this team better than what they are already are right now, we're already 0-4. If I feel like going into Sunday's game against the Jacksonville Jaguar, if, if I'm the OC, like Tim Kelly, if I feel like, you know what, we're going to throw the ball 35 to 40 times. All right, let me do it. If I'm the DC, you know what? I'm going to take this guy out. He's just not cutting it. All right, let me do it. If I'm the special teams coach, we're going to make a change at who we have back there returning. Okay, I can do it. And I think that's all I want to see. You mentioned getting those young guys out there. That's another aspect of what I would like to see Romeo Cornell do. I want to see him allow some of these guys to just play. Play. If you feel like you can, if you can win matchups because a younger guy can win a matchup at, at, at this point of his career earlier on than what a, a veteran can, put him out there. If you feel like he's just not ready to play yet, then put him in situational downs. If you feel like he's not ready to play at all, then don't put him out there. And I think, you know, when we look at our secondary, we need to look at our safety position. 
but then I would like to see you. You mentioned rookie Isaiah Kotler. I'd like to see John Reed and see what we can do with him out there on that field because we're not winning at any of the secondary positions uh, outside of Bradley Roby and Justin Reed. And so if you want to play around with him a little bit to see if he has some talent that can help this team, go ahead and do it. But none of these things are going to be possible if you just allow your coaching staff to meet with their players, meet with their position, meet with you and say, this is what we feel would work to get this team the first win of the year. And Romeo is a guy who's been around 30 plus years, 73 years old. He is now one of five black head coaches in this league, I believe, maybe five or four. And so shout out to him for, you know, stepping into that light, that role. And above all, don't copy any other team in this league and just attack it. Because if you continue to try to mirror everything you've done in the past, which didn't work, or everything that you think another team would do, then we're going to all find ourselves at 0-16. And Cornell comes with high praise from a couple of former players. Uh, former Texans guard Jeff Allen spoke about how he believes Cornell is perfect for a situation like he's stepping into because he's a leader of men. He loves Romeo, and the guys in the locker room love Romeo. One of the biggest things Jeff Allen, uh, a credit Cornell for being a part of and handling is the suicide of Javon Belcher. Allen said that he did everything in his power to comfort and protect us as the players there were decisions made that were out of his control and he helped incredibly with how extremely difficult that situation is. He also continued that he knows Houston is 0-4 right now with a lot of things going on in-house that no one knows but the guys in the locker room. He believes that they're going to start winning. He believes they're going to start winning some games with a loaded, talented roster and Deshaun Watson as a special quarterback. And then Eric Winston, who also played for the Houston Texans, he put it simply, Romeo Cornell is not a loud guy. He's not a yeller or a screamer, and he doesn't get into anybody's face. And that is what I think this locker room needs, somebody that can come in and be more of a player's coach and more relatable and listen and not just shout. And do I think Romeo will be here next year? No. But do I think Romeo would be a part of the process, like I mentioned yesterday, that groundwork that's needed in order to set the precedent for the future? Yes, I do. Before closing, we just want to touch on really quick um, the most important step that the Houston Texans need to make, of course. We just want to touch on it right now because this is a conversation that both John and myself, we're going to have countless of times throughout this throughout the season, during the offseason, up until they actually hire an official general manager? The first name I would throw out there immediately, and I actually had to get checked on this by my homeboy, a friend of mine, Evan Phillips, who has his own podcast called Filling Stacks. Check them out. You can find them on all of the major podcasting platforms. But John Dorsey is a guy who I, I forgot he was fired by the Cleveland Browns, but he arrived in Kansas City in 2013, and he did a lot of great things for Kansas City, actually helped build that team to where they are now, where they are now in the playoffs, Super Bowl playoff winner, uh, MVP quarterback, the, the explosive offense, he helped bring in Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. He knows talent. And the good thing about John Dorsey is 
He's been a scout since 1991, right? He went from a scout in Green Bay to the director of college scouting to the director of player personnel in 99 with the Seahawks, uh, back to Green Bay as a director of college scouting from 2000 to 2011. And look what happened in that time frame. I mean, he went out there, was a part of that team that drafted Aaron Rodgers, was a part of that team in, in Kansas City that traded up and went and got – Patrick Mahomes uh, was a part of that team in Cleveland Brown that that has helped build where they are right now. They are three and one right now. And yeah, they are winning unconventional, but he helped bring in Baker Mayfield. He helped trade for Odell Beckham Jr. He was a part of a lot of great things in two franchises, three franchises that have Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes, and then now you look at what's going on in Cleveland. Do they have a still a quarterback? No, not really. Baker Mayfield has been reduced to a game manager, but they have so many talented pieces around him to where it makes his job easier. And that is one thing that I'm looking at. If you are able to make your quarterback's job easier because you're putting a lot of talent around him, then do that with Deshaun Watson, and let's see how this magic works. And he's just been around the NFL for a very long time. Also, as a player with Green Bay, Back in 1984 uh, through 1989. And so the, the success he's had as a GM or as a scout finding talent is what Houston needs because, yeah, Houston can hit in the first or second round, maybe the third. But throughout the whole draft, Houston has had a very difficult time uh, just continuously finding talent. Another guy that I like to look into is Lewis Reddick, who interviewed with the Giants. The Giants were impressed with him. Um, when they interviewed him two years ago, he's currently an ESPN analyst and doing Monday Night Football. He's considered a very young, bright mind. He knows football. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Uh, he's also a former director of player personnel for both the Redskins from 2005 to 07 and the Eagles to 2010 to 2013. And if we look at everything John Dorsey was able to do in Kansas City. Then let's take a look at Mike Braganzi, who was just promoted to the director of football operation. He is one of the top scouts in the league who's had a big hand in putting together this Chiefs team that might win the AFC this year, might win the Super Bowl again. So I would like to see some of these untraditional minds work with this team. And more importantly, get a football guy at the GM position. I know this was kind of a short, quick segment, didn't really go in depth, just threw out some names, but Cal McNair does not need to listen to a former pastor or you know, motivational speaker with Jack Easterby. Get somebody in that position that knows football. That's the most important thing. I don't, I don't wanna rely on somebody who, if I look at what Jack Easterby is gonna do, what separates him from Bill O'Brien? That's my question. I don't know. Possibly nothing. And he can bring in the same exact thought. Let's do what New England is doing. No, that's dead. Get rid of it. And so bring somebody in that knows football, that can teach Cal McNair football and, 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 and explain it to him, but also has his own way of thinking. That's the most important thing when I look at how – this GM search should go for Houston. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well.
And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Tomorrow is our favorite day of the week, Locked Over Crossover. Of course, we're going to be talking with our boy Anthony Wiggins over at Locked On Jaguars that we break down as we get back to breaking down the official game that the Houston Texans have on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars inside NRG Stadium. But with all that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.